And we're rolling. Sweet. What was I reading this morning that I wanted to tell you about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, what's it called? Um, the story of David. Which one? Um, I know there are multiple, but when he married his first wife, who was Saul's daughter. Do you remember this? I don't think I remember. I like this. The one that, because we just talked about it recently, the only story that like is coming to mind right now is the Bathsheba story. Okay. That's like so infamous. That's a different one. This one yes. was sneaky. This one showed up in my devotional this morning and I was like, how did I miss this the first how many times I read the Bible? So David has now moved in with Saul's family and is become, has become best friends with Jonathan, right? Who's Saul's son. And Saul mm-hmm. has just started getting jealous of David. This is after David has killed Goliath, like just to set the scene. Okay. And yes. Saul is jealous of David because everywhere David goes, people start praising him. They're like, oh, Saul has killed thousands. David, David has killed 10,000. All the ladies are singing. People are like flocking to him. But there's this one part. There's this one part I never paid attention to until today where it was like, um, so Saul wanted to marry off one of his daughters to David so that David could be his son-in-law. But Saul didn't do it because he wanted to actually give his daughter to David. He did it like in a sneaky way. And so essentially like Saul's Mm. first daughter, he wanted to give David as his wife, but David wasn't really like interested in her. I think it says like, oh, like I couldn't, I can't be your son-in-law. Like I can't be the Mm son-in-law of the king because I'm like a lowly uh, shepherd boy. I don't come from money, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So he passes up on the first daughter, but the second daughter, Michal, loves david like she's very into david and so saul decides to try again he's like let's get these two married so that Mm -hmm. david can now try and fight to be my son-in-law and david's like bet she's pretty like i kind of like her okay what do i have to do to marry her so that i can now be your son-in-law and then saul now says okay i want you to bring me the foreskins of a thousand philistines it's either a thousand or a hundred. It's either a thousand or a hundred. I believe that's a hundred. That's ninety nine too many. <laughs> the first one I can understand is back in the day. You're there. War happens. You exchange all of these kinds of things just to assert your dominance. Ninety nine more after that first. That's a bit much. I believe because it was hundred. Yeah. I believe like the first guy might let you get that off. After the ninety nine, have seen you do that. There's no way that they're letting you near their foreskin. Esther, it gets better. It gets better. Okay, so for context, this is 1 Samuel 18 from verse 17 onwards. It gets better. So Saul says, okay, you got to bring me 100 foreskins from the Philistines as like a bride price for Michal, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what David does? He brings back 200 foreskins. I mean, look. (laughs) I'm sorry. Exactly. If you don't have that kind of energy, do not approach me. If you don't have that kind of time, if you, my dad says to bring one goat and you don't bring two, then what are we doing here? What kind of game are we playing? Are you not? You're clearly not serious about me. Two hundred. Yes. He just. I appreciate. Because I would have been like, oh, if he brought the one hundred, I'd have been like, this is very extra soul. But Sha, I understand this is your girl. You want to make sure. But the fact that David went back and said, I'll bring two hundred. You're a serious man. Okay. You want me to be your wife. I get it. I get the effort. Sure. Like, yeah, you want to prove your love for this girl. Blah, blah, blah. 204 skins. Yeah. Be- Logistically, how does that look? Do you kill and them even and then I take the more, foreskins? If I was David, I'd be like, look, there's this babe. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to marry her. 
And her dad's like, the only thing I have to do is bring the foreskin. Now, I'm giving you the option. Hmm. You can either A, no, allow me to kill you oh, and I'll God. take it regardless. Or B. or B, you can just let me take the foreskin and I'll be on my way. We don't have to, it doesn't have to go down like that, bruv. But the option is rests entirely on you. Whatever you decide to pick, that's your business. So you think David propositioned these warriors to sacrifice yes. their foreskins in the name of love? Yes. By God. What would, what won't we do for love? I told you that my favorite thing about this Bible is just how dramatically people's like family business gets aired out. Like, bro, I... What? I've been reading Songs of Solomon lately, and I'm like, yo, what did they say? Yeah, the Bible's nasty. Yo. The Bible's nasty. The Bible is crazy. <laughs> I the mean, Bible like, the, way that, the way that Solomon describes, like, breasts. <laughs> and now but also, did they not the... have ass? Maybe not. Maybe not in that region. I don't... Because, um, David, I'm assuming this is all happening somewhere in the Middle East. And as far as I've known, pre-Kim Kardashian Arabs I've met, they're Stop. not notorious. <laughs> not pre-Kim... Kim Kardashian is not an epoch-defining Middle yes, Eastern woman. No, she's yes, not. She is. <laughs> no, yes, she's she not. is. No, she's not. Yes, Why she is. Why would you say that? Because it's true. Oh, my God. We all like to skirt around it. We can say a lot about this woman. You can say you like her, you don't like her, you watch her show, you don't watch her show. She's bad for women, she's good for women. The one thing we can all agree on is that she is it, She is an important like piece of history. You They'll look not. back and her name will be there. You did not call her an epoch-defining Middle Eastern yes. woman. Yes. So prior oh to Kim Kardashian, I don't know if Middle Eastern women were known for their assets that elevation worship oh raise your hand if you're single oh my god <laughs> oh my god oh my god single ladies what if god is like doordash the same the friend. same thing happened wait god is like doordash what that was how I she injured it and i, I told you this so they were like she started off being like oh you know what if god like she was like basically remember how you get doordash and you can track your oh, packages god, yeah, imagine if this. like God could be like DoorDash where you could submit prayer and then see the prayer as it's being tracked on his way to you. I Actually, do remember you seeing this. Yes. <laughs> that, that is probably a better segment into today's episode. Oh welcome, my God. Welcome. welcome to the I Beg podcast. You know, the same My thing. name's Esther. <laughs> and I'm Dee. Pleased to meet you. And um, Dee, how are you feeling today? I beg. Why can't I just have fruit instead of the fruit of the spirit? Abby. I'm tired. Oh, growth is hard. Growth is very that's, hard. That's what I've learned in this year of 24. It's coming to a close soon. I was in going a, to in say, you're barely 24 again. No, that's a lie. You're almost it's done June. with 24. There's still, I am three quarters done. Hmm. Okay, be, be saying like that. It's okay. I'm three quarters done with being 24. But this year has been a very rambunctious year. Mm. Come on, vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the biggest, like when I was thinking about this episode, I wanted to think about how to conclude this first year with a bag and 
if people are just hopping on now, now that we have a good uh, repertoire, mm. good discography mm-hmm. of episodes that they can listen to, then what do I want to leave them with? And what is also going on in my life and how can I, you know, use it for content? Of course. And the biggest theme that came up was I, I was reading Galatians, as one does when oh you know my. you read your Bible. And I came across like just the, the verse on the fruits of the spirit. And I thought, hmm, some of these fruits have been a little bit more present in my life. I've had to exercise these skills a little more mm. than others. And I thought it would be great for us to talk about it because... I, one, you listeners, y'all have shown that you like it when we do this like application-based Christianity, not just this is what the Bible says, this is what the Bible means, but also we're imperfect people and this is what that kind of applies to. Today, I wanted to talk about patience and us being patient and where we're kind of sitting with that as, you know, as we were exploring the fruit of the spirit. Because mm. I hate being patient. I always have hated being patient. And I don't know what it is about waiting for things that just stirs up the part of my brain that says, please, I just want to throw this to the wind, collect 200 before I pass go. Just give me my 200, please. I know I'll pass go eventually. collect my 200. Yes. I think what I would actually like would be an official offer letter from the bank telling me that I will get 200 every single time, regardless of the circumstances, because I like stability (laughs) in contracts. Yes. Yes. In fact, I don't even contract. want to be moving across the board. Just let me sit in my house and collect 200. I just like to sign things, you know? <laughs> I just like money. I just like wealth. I like comfort. Um, older aunties, please free us. But I think before I used to be like, oh, you know, like, why don't people want to work for things? I'm one of those people. I'm the people who doesn't like to work for things. I, I mean, want everything now. Wasn't it Kim now. Kardashian who said nobody wants to work anymore? Period. Nobody wants That's to me. work anymore. <laughs> That's me. I don't want to work. I don't want to do it, Kim. I'm doing it because God. But I don't want to. I want the money now. I want yeah. the esteem now. Mm-hmm. I want the personal growth. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I want to just arrive there. I don't want to do the work to get there. It's I like used to how... act like I'm separate from the club, but I'm in the club. <laughs> you don't you want to act like you're stepping in the club, but you're in the club. <laughs> I mean, it's like how every three or four episodes, I ask myself, why can't we? Why can't I just marry rich? Why do I have to work? Why do I have to put in effort? What's the point in all of this? Just give me like, the money. Sh- we want it. We want it all. Please. We want that life. We can have the whole point of women's empowerment is that we can want whatever we want equally the way that men want whatever they want. If what that I want, is that's money. not us saying that we deserve it or that Thank we should you. get it. But can I not want? And I don't want to just sit at home and get paid. It'd be nice. And I found Free. myself that, like, I've just been impatient. And it's not so much that I just, like, want these things to want them. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, reaching, as I've, like, as we've gone through this project of, like, the podcast and all the other things going on in our life with work, with life, with family. I'm just, I'm tired of having to put in work to grow. Yeah. I just want to arrive there. I just want to already be making the six figures that will make you, not yeah. just, not small six six figures or the big ones. The ones where you're considered to be in single percentage numbers. Yeah. You know? It's I want to like, just it, arrive there. It's like, you know how when you start a new job and it's a lot of paperwork 
and it's annoying. There's a lot of like routine and stress or even like when you first move to a new apartment and you're trying to get used to the neighborhood. It's like, I wish I could just fast forward a year and know that everything worked out. Yeah. It's not that I don't want to do the work. I'm willing because the work can be entertaining. The work can be fulfilling. It's more that I just want to get to a place where I know that everything will be okay. And I don't have to stress out about making things okay. And I think that what makes it worse is that this lack of patience, when it's in reference to our career, it's seen as like ambition. Oh, like she doesn't settle. She's... (laughs) She doesn't at all. What's tough is that we, as much as women aren't necessarily like encouraged, mm, Mm. asterisks around that, like that's like a soft, women aren't encouraged, but women aren't typically encouraged to be ambitious or to have this lack of patience, but it's often detrimental to have that lack of patience with your relationships, with your friends, because if you're not patient, then you're not understanding. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're basically having like unhealthy boundaries or expectations with your relationships with other people. And if you're, um, if you have a lack of patience by yourself, then you're just running away from resolved issues. So even just working through that, I am struggling to see, I'm struggling to reconcile the dichotomy with when it's good to have that lack of patience per se and Mm. when it's bad to have it because i believe at least right now that both can exist like i i know what it's like to to not be patient like that's basically as nigerians that's what we've been told to do you're told to succeed the most you're told to succeed the fastest and through god's blessing we have like and not just us in particular but a lot of our friends Mm -hmm. but even now, like you're finishing up, see, see, even how you finished your grad program early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we try to pass go real quick and collect two hundred. I'm trying but, to collect more than two hundred. Okay, I'm trying to skip uh, the whole game and buy all of that expensive street. What's that street called? You know what I'm talking uh, about, where it's like all the yeah, most the expensive blue street, properties. Like yes, the blue ones. Broadway isn't aren't they English? Isn't or no like, boardwalk. Was it yeah, bo- not boardwalk. Um, it's like Regent Street or like some shit. Like it's all like the expensive English properties. I'm trying I really to just... know the Nigerian one that's okay, like love. banana, and... banana island, <laughs> <laughs> Nigerian one is yeah, banana island and Bordelon Road. Bordelon Road, yes, on the way to banana. Makes sense. Yeah, but you're right. I mm-hmm. mean, we're as Nigerians, it's like we're overachievers and um, very ambitious, power hungry, allegedly. A bit, but I mean, it's not even, it's just like perpetuating that cycle of extreme like productivity. You're mm-hmm. told to be uncompromising because you have to be the best. In order to be the best, you you have to be disagreeable. Yeah. You can't be someone who's like, oh, it's okay. I'll just wait a little bit. People will just pass you. Yeah. People will just <laughs> be like, hmm, look at that one waiting there like a mumu. And they'll go and collect their things and go. And so, and I mean, even just speaking more personally, I do want to have a career that is successful. And if I need to step it up, I will. Otherwise, mm-hmm. someone who's less patient than I will will just snatch it from me. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. It's like 
I think the mentality of being overly competitive as a Nigerian came because it is so competitive at home because like everybody's parents will tell you everybody's parents mm-hmm. was first class in school everybody's parents how can everybody <laughs> how can everybody be first everybody's class everybody's had all A stars everybody's mm-hmm. parents so nobody had B nobody, nobody had, had, B. had C everybody's parents had all A stars it's that mentality of because I was the best first of all before, parents, before I only raised the best you two must be the best Shout out to my dad for admitting that he failed maths. <laughs> That's the one thing. Actually, my dad I admitted will... that too. I think it was higher maths yeah. he failed. Yeah. I love. I the more Nigerians' parents need to admit what subjects they failed mm-hmm. every time. Oh, I was in first class. Oh, I was first place. Who came second? Thank you. If came everybody third. came first. Mm. So if everybody became first class, there was no second class. There was no oh, third God. class. <laughs> like somebody somebody had to fail the exam and shout out to my dad for being real and being like look when it came to math that was that was the class i failed yeah and i mean you know that's the that's not what this episode is about but i, know, but I love that he was very vulnerable with that and it's good it's good to just be a little bit more i mean, I mean my, dad, my dad said the same thing he admitted the same thing in fact for him he got held back a year and he's not afraid to admit that being less patient in this time where I am sowing oats outside of just my career um, development has made it tougher. It's been tougher for me to justify being less patient at this point in my life now. Because while I can be less patient with my career and like very hungry to snatch up opportunities and to go, go, go. I can't necessarily apply those same that same logic to the rest of my life. Right. And if I would even double down, like, I need to learn how to turn it off. Because being impatient with your friends or being impatient with, like, somebody who, let's say, like, has wronged you or something, it's, it creates a, an environment where it's a lot harder for you to improve and strengthen that relationship. Even worse... Um... When being the harboring that mentality of impatience, it sets you up for a crash. It sets you up for having really bad anxiety. I know it has for me. Like part of the reason why I'm so anxious is because I've always had that mentality of go go go. Like there's this this milestone needs to be reached. This task needs to be accomplished. I need to have done X, Y, and Z before I've hit 25. I need to do, I need to be here and make this much money or live in this certain place or be this X, this measurable amount of success. And I've had to be impatient to try and get those things. But then in forming that impatience and constantly being so tight, so tightly strung to those mm-hmm. measures of success, I've now set myself up with such crippling anxiety that I don't even get to enjoy the things that I've worked so hard to do. Which is why it even makes me wonder, is it even good? Is it that even we worth have, it? Is it even worth it to have such a lack of patience regarding the one thing that we are quote unquote praised for being impatient about because it's ruining our mental health. We're more stressed. We don't even get to enjoy the good thing when it comes at the end of it. Everybody there is like hailing you, but you can't even enjoy the hailing because you're always impatient for the next thing. So yes, you're looking at, you're not even able to enjoy the current moment because you're already waiting for the next thing that should come after that because you're impatient. 
I mean, let's go full circle and bring it all back to Ecclesiastes. What's the point of anything in life if we're all going to die? <laughs> I ask myself that question every day. <laughs> truly, truly I do. There's a time lately, for a lot everything. More lately. There's a time to reap, a time to sow, a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to live, a time to die. And then for all that you've worked, what's the point of any of it if you're going to die? I love Ecclesiastes. It's so appropriately depressing. But <laughs> sorry, I didn't to mean be to honest, take us down that hole. No, I love it because bars. If you're doing all of this thing to be impatient and let's say like quote unquote build a legacy, my dear, like within like two or three generations, nobody will even remember your name. No. And as much you, as you'll be irrelevant. And even and to be like, okay, unless you're someone like an Obama where you're like the first of your kind, even then you'll have some 15 year old, like snarky 15 year old who refuses to learn the history because she would rather talk to some dude that she's interested in. Damn. Let's be honest and serious. Cause me at 25, am I learning history? Am I a history buff? Do I care? I don't care. Well, I mean, TV shows make it easy for us to learn history now. So, <laughs> You know? But even then, it's not even real history. It's, no, you it's know, not. a dramatized version of history. So I even asked myself, like, what's the point? Not to say, like, ambition. I do not want to say that ambition is bad or, like, being able to strive for things you want is bad. But I'm at a point now where I've done it and I've done it for a long enough period and seen more bad come from it than good where I'm asking myself, is it even worth it to keep beating myself like this mm. telling myself is you you know you have to always go for the next thing and you can't just settle for little keep achieving more it's it's hard to reconcile that when the bible says that patience is a virtue right you know because it, it makes me wonder like if this is something if this is something that comes from the holy spirit and like Ergo comes from like the key trinity and therefore from God. Mm -hmm. uh, then is exercising impatience in something that right now we praise in the society with this hustle culture, you know, live hard, die hard, whatever. Right. Who's grind, whatever. Mm. Then is is what we're doing misguided? Are we act? Do we actually have the keys to the kingdom, mm. or are we just deceiving ourselves with what? we think might make us successful or what we've seen has made a couple people successful. And we're just using that as the bar. Cause as we know, like what makes one person successful in a hundred years, like you're finished. Yeah. And I mean, not even a hundred years. Like it could be three weeks. The market could crash. Super high power. People are running off of like a lot of different things. Could like with the hope, let me specify the hope of a lot of different things continuing to stay the same and or improve. Mm -hmm. And that's just not going to happen. Yeah. I think it's also hard to, because, I mean, that's a very good point of, like, if patience is a virtue, why are we so impatient as a society? And why do we praise impatience? And I think it's less about, I think that's why patience is a virtue, and something that's supposed to be that we're supposed to strive for, because our world and our mentality is so much based off of survival, right? Like yeah. we've learned 
that we need to compete to survive even though we don't necessarily need to we've just convinced ourselves for so long that we need to compete to survive um and i feel like this is where some people start feeling so i feel like this is where the argument for like socialism and capitalism could actually come in like interestingly enough it's like how much how much of this impatient mentality is aligned with a capitalist mindset i'm not trying to preach and be like let's all be socialists because i don't think so but that's exactly what i was gonna say is it all comes back to that line that there's no ethical ethical consumption under capitalism yikes none which if anybody wants to fight us they can fight us but you know i just thought i'm not saying that i'm not participating in it oh no i i I love capitalism look i love my iphone I'm here to collect and to keep it going. That doesn't mean I can't critique it. Yeah. Exactly. I can critique it and also collect it. You know, just or at least that's that's the rule we're operating with here. If you're like, mm-hmm. mm, that's giving, you know, it's giving hypocrite, then I mean, we'll yeah, be that. But like I also like my Gucci belt, so <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> Call me a hypocrite, but like, mm, it shines in the sun. Like and when we say when we say a virtue, because I feel like that's a word that's kind of thrown around a lot, and we don't often look at the meaning of it. And where we Google things in this household, we check up definitions. We like to know what we're talking about. Come on, English so, lessons. I looked up virtue in the Oxford <laughs> Dictionary and came up with the definition that a virtue is a behavior showing high moral standards. Mm. But I wasn't satisfied because. What is even when we say like high, having high moral standards, what does that mean and mm-hmm. where do we stand? So I, you know, further Googled morality. And when I was Googling morality, I came across that it meant principles concerning the distinction between right and wrong or good and bad behavior. So it's basically like, how are we able to tell right from wrong in any situation? And so when we call patience a virtue, we're essentially like saying that patience allows us to tell right from wrong. And I wasn't, when I first like kind of worked my way through that definition of like, oh, the Bible says patience is a virtue. What does that really mean? I wasn't sure how that could be. Like, how does patience have anything to do with my ability to tell like right from wrong? And why is it godly to even exercise this skill in the first place? Like, look at what God has been patient. Look at us. Look at how we've acted as human beings. Like fools. (laughs) God, (laughs) please. That doesn't mean that continue to be patient with us. We're trying. We're trying. We really are. But I just, I wanted to acknowledge that you have been very patient. We haven't really taken your patience the best. See, and but we that's apologize. The is, that's the thing. It's it's scary because it's like, if we put it in the context of God, right? We're talking trillions of years of this planet existing. Mm-hmm. Trillions of years. However... Yes, God's lifespan and existence has spanned all of that time, but we also know that like time is abstract for him, right? Time is mm-hmm. not relative. It's not a boundary. So yeah. at the same time as, as I'm like, I need to be patient because, you know, God has spent thousands of years figuring out humans and, and we're, we're only very so young in the, the grand scheme of creation and blah, blah, blah. I'm also like, doesn't all of this feel like a day to God? So is he really actually patient? Is he? 
God, please don't spite me. I mean, please don't spite God me. has had his impatient moments. God has just decided to just has, he's lost his patience with yeah, human his, his impatient moments were what the flood. The, the 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 firing of Sodom and Gomorrah. Gomorrah. Um, that was a, that was a good one. The downing of Jericho. Um, <laughs> Babylon. Babylon. That was another. Just, was a really poof, good impatient moment. Um, the destruction of the temple in Jer- in Jerusalem. Um, whatever the Crusades were like. <laughs> God has lost his patience with. So like, I guess I'm wondering why this is a skill. Like why this is a fruit of the spirit, and why this is a, like, or and more importantly, how does when we think about like having the distinction between right and wrong, what role does patience have with that? Like, right, you know, is like we would it, my first instinct with like how to tell right from wrong is wisdom and knowledge, not patience. So why yeah. why are we calling patience a virtue? But wisdom also tells you when to act, and I guess mm. that in turn is patience. Right, mm. wisdom will tell you whether to wait to send that angry text, right, so that you're not drunk when you're doing it, <laughs> and that is in turn patience. That's true. <laughs> and even just giving yourself a bit of processing time, because as I'm learning, we all know I'm an angry girl. I'm a bit of a she-hulk. I mean, you said it on me. Thank you for. <laughs> Didn't I didn't need that moment, but I'm glad I received it. Question mark. But as I've learned, your first emotions aren't always the right emotions. I know. There's somebody who's like 35, like you're just learning this now. At you. And it's like, look, give me, please. Give me some time. I'm getting there slowly but surely. Patience. And just begun. Pa- exactly. Patience. <laughs> But I do, I feel like when something happens, like, I very much feel like that initial, like, Hulk smash, like, moment of, like, oh, I want to burn everything down. Can I burn everything down? Where's my match? Mm, It's just in the drawer. I could do this. But then, but, you know, and, like, at first, it's just, like, let's just burn everything down and, like, watch it all, like, watch the flames go up in smoke. And then if you just give it a little bit of time, then you eventually get to, mm, I'd go to jail for arson and that's probably not going to be fun. And if Reasons I go to jail. why this is not a dating podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Reasons why. It's just out here listing, I'm listing your ingredients for perfect arsony. <laughs> oh no, I know better than to actually give my full arson plan. I know to keep that under wraps. My lord. But yeah, no, I understand that it's good to just have that time because people and people shouldn't quell like like go to just like satiate me in that moment. Like in like if I'm angry, don't just do what I'm saying now that I'm angry because you're essentially feeding like that insatiable beast. You're letting it know that it's okay for me to get that upset and get into my Hulk smash like state. And if I do that, then I'm going to get what I want. Mm. Ergo, I shouldn't be patient. And letting myself get through that processing time and feel my emotions for a little bit longer reminds me that yes, you, 
you are having like your emotions are valid in this moment but if you give it a breath that will pass and you will be able to uncover the deeper emotion behind it and you can actually properly like communicate or compromise or Mm -hmm. you know problem solve i'm an engineer as you know right yeah i mean yeah acting from that heightened state of emotion just it just doesn't tend to go well for anyone but what about the patience needed from somebody who's interacting with an impatient person because that's a whole that's other dynamic Mm-hmm. it's like i think that go ahead oh it's like um if you're dealing with somebody who's very clearly frustrated or very clearly in, being impatient in in their own defense in a right way i'm not saying like the person doesn't have a right to be impatient or not that in turn elicits that level of okay how am i gonna be patient with this person or not patient with this person Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think because well yeah in the instance like if you are impatient with someone who's already in like that heightened state then it's just you're about you end up scrapping you end up fighting like that's really where it's going to go because nobody's listening to ev- anybody and every it's either my way or the highway for both people and it can't both be my way only one way is my way I mean, that's not necessarily true. It'll always be my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, It'll she always be my way. Big... This is why I can't be a dating podcast because I was about to say it's always going to be my way even when I'm married, especially when I'm married. Mm-hmm. Should it not be God's way? Child yes, of and God. I'm ali- yes, and I'm aligned. I'm a child of and God. I'm aligned with God. Therefore, with God. my way is, is always the right way. Because your way is God. Very nice. Yes. Very nicely put. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Marriage counseling. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh someone's gonna come after you for that one anyway yeah <laughs> but i even think like just we we had spent an episode before talking about forgiveness and what that looks like when you're the person who's in the wrong and like you're the person that that needs to be forgiven and what it's like to also like issue forgiveness but you can't the act of forgiveness literally requires you being patient. You can't mm-hmm. forgive somebody if you aren't being patient and giving them the grace, as we've learned on this podcast, what grace is, um, the grace to make it right and potentially hurt you again. Because mm-hmm. you're just saying like, I think it's, I think that you as a person are worth it for me to be patient and give you time to amend your mistake. Yeah. Clearly, we have uh, we've learned that I'm an impatient person. I've said it. I have listed my reasons to back up my statement. Though nobody oh, I am too. Me to. I am too. You're not alone in this. I can't let you suffer alone. <laughs> I'm a very impatient. I am a particularly impatient person. I'm also like, mm, <laughs> let me not start listing things, but <laughs> very you impatient don't, but, person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're at this time in our lives where we're essentially. This is the first time we've kind of had to reckon with this virtue in a very practical way mm-hmm. because we're we're essentially sowing a bunch of traits um non-Christians to sow something and to reap something is basically say to plant it in the ground and then to harvest it and take for later that's all so we're sowing a bunch of traits into our lives both good some people are doing bad but we're sowing into a time with the intention of reaping these like the bounty of our actions later like that's truly what i believe so much of our 20s is so rather than before like where as a baby 
you blink for the first time, everybody's hailing you. Oh my goodness, look at the baby. You laugh. <gasps> no, oh my goodness, blink. the baby just... No, but every... Like, when you're younger, there are just smaller milestones. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier for you to get that instant gratification high of like, wow, I've done something and and I, I've been rewarded for it, for it this way. Yeah. Now, a lot of the things that we're trying to set ourselves up for, we may not see for the next 5, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. Right. Yikes. Don't say it like that. That's scary. I mean, and that's the thing is like, it's also, um, it, it's like, a, it's, it's, I mean, it kind of ties in with attachment theory um, Mm. in that, like, when you're a baby, you emotionally regulate through other people. Um, Mm. As humans in general, we try to emotionally regulate with others, but maturity is figuring out self-emotional regulation. Regulation. Mm. So it's like, it's interesting because in sowing these traits it's like we don't get the instant validation that we would have once gotten as a baby, right? We don't get like yep. the applause. We don't get fulfilled in the same way that we would when we were younger, when there are people around us constantly to give us that positive affirmation back. Yep. We have to then find ways in ourselves internally to um, it, not just emotionally regulate, but to find joy in the things that we're doing and to like, I don't know how to time what I'm trying to say, but essentially it's like, it's almost like because we get such little um, validation for the traits that we're sowing that mm. when we do get, when we do reap the harvest of it, it's a lot more worthwhile. But because we're not getting it regularly, it's like we're addicted to chasing it. And so there, that's still that impatience again. It's like we're constantly looking for validation externally when we shouldn't have to, but it's a lot more fulfilling. I feel like that was a lot of mumbo jumbo. <laughs> No, there was definitely some sound wisdom in there. <laughs> she we says are, some. Yeah. <laughs> some. There was, we had, we had to do a bit of a trip to yeah, get there. Yeah, I was there, like, I was But the wisdom like, was there. Wind the in, wisdom, but... we eventually found our way to the wisdom. Don't yeah, worry. Thanks. Yikes. God is faithful. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> thanks. Side note, non-Nigerians, if you ever want to slightly shade somebody, just say whatever you want to say and then say God is faithful. <laughs> So you've cooked this food. Ooh, it's very nice. God is faithful. God is faithful. You're not. You're. You're. You're not a nice person. You're not a nice person. You are not a nice person. You're really not do, a nice person. I should do a whole episode on all my favorite mm. insults, all my favorite side remarks. You're such an auntie. Yes. God. Is but faithful. in that spirit, welcome to another extended version of Ghetto Bible Study. Extended. Extended version. <laughs> Extended. But g- 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 as y'all have... Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> do you even listen to hip hop the way that you're doing all of this? No, I don't. I just imagined these things. The spirit that, that's in my what. Head. The... Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, y'all are going to learn that we are problematic lovers of Jesus. Oh, if you didn't already know that before. Like, and to be honest, you know what? In order to be a lover of Jesus, you need to be a little bit problematic. Because, yeah. I mean, what's the point of Jesus if you're perfect? There's nowhere for you to grow. You have to mm-hmm. be problematic so that when Jesus comes, 
And okay, we don't have you. to be problematic. It's okay if we are. We're not encouraging people to now go out there and be like, yo, KKK. That's not what this is. That is not what this is. If you happen to be problematic, mm. welcome. Um, we, as lovers of Jesus, are also extremely problematic. And it's okay because we're choosing to answer higher, answer to somebody higher than human beings. That's what makes what we're doing here a little bit less toxic as some might want to say but i live i love that you guys are living for this very like application based christianity like i'm seeing the way you guys are streaming it i'm seeing you know the way that you're interacting with our posts and i like it because it shows that you know what god is good and he's faithful evangelism yeah well i feel you know i feel very empowered I don't think I'm the best person to talk about Jesus, but who is? Probably a pastor. <laughs> Probably, no, but you I mean, happen to be pastors. listening to. True. Mm. Mm. But you happening to listen. You happen to be listening to us, and for that we welcome you. And we're glad that you're here to talk about Jesus and other things. But sometimes Jesus with us too. You said, "Welcome to Bible study. We got sweet tea. Sit down and make yourself comfortable." So it's cute. It's cute because Jesus says a lot of things in the Bible. Lots. Well, actually, Jesus doesn't say a lot of things in the Bible. I was going to say, Bible Jesus, is, it's like the Bible is like, this is all about, about Jesus. And then Jesus shows up to the mic and goes, Purr! and then everyone else in the Bible goes, yo, Jesus said that. And then that's the whole Bible. That's so good. Because Jesus doesn't say too much, but the, he uh, says the like Bible is things. a lot about him coming. And then when he says stuff, a lot of people affirming it. Yeah. It's like, if you actually look at the amount of Bible that's like in red, it's like three pages compared to yeah. like the rest of the bible i'm not trying to like diminish what jesus said but like he does not say much in the context of the actual like debt like the 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 weight of the bible like yeah. the thickness of the bible of the bible because look he doesn't have to get say too much to get get us together what are you saying jesus showed up and was like hmm, i'm fine follow me and then that was it i think he had a little bit more to say than i'm fine but you know when when you're Jesus, when the things you say are you know not just um actual food but spiritual food. Come on. You don't need to say much. Wow. You just need to say the most important thing out here. Was it not somebody who just touched his not even Jesus, Jesus's clothes and were healed? Somebody That's like true. that don't need to say much. That is true. You know? does have a point. So, side note, with this with the with this episode and like this conversation around patience i think what our goal is with this episode is to be doers and not hearers of the word shout out if you knew that was from james which Damn. if you're a christian you should know that yeah <laughs> not you guilting people about not memorizing their bible that's a pretty common you don't know that, oh, don't be hearers of the words, but doers. That's James. Because, first of all, James is the shadiest, maybe second or third shadiest for me, but definitely top three shit. shadiest Bible um, authors. Because how is he going to get us all together in five chapters? Sam's, Sam is uh, 120. How is he out here? Five chapters. Sam did all point. up for you. I live. <laughs> James and I would probably not be friends because I'm a sinner. Um, you don't know that. Maybe we would have been, but I feel like we would. I would have gotten mad at James because he's always trying to like get me to act right. And it's like sometimes James, I just want to make poor decisions. 
Yeah. <laughs> just, just let me make the board decision today. And he'd be like, well, is that what Jesus would want? It's like, you know what? Why you always talk about Jesus, James? What? <laughs> you know, this sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friend, James. This Plus is a lit. conversation that I would have with my friend, James. Honestly, like actual James. that James, yeah, that James and this James, Bible James, are very similar. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why he was Shout out to James. Hi, James. Shout out to, yeah. Hi, James. But yeah, we're entering this phase in our life where it takes a lot longer to reach our goals. And there, it is. it does not behoove us to have this lack mm, of patience. Behoove. Come yes. on, English lessons. Come on now. I'm reading. I'm reading Ooh, this She month. said SAT words. Behoove. Yes. It does not behoove us mm. to have a lack of patience, both in our physical life and for us Christians in our prayer life. Because mm-hmm. how many of y'all raise your hands? I know that I'm not there, but I'll know if you do raise your hand. Are you a witch? How you know? How you know? Are you a witch? You said I would know. Raise your hand. I can't see you. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. No, I'm a child of God. That's why I'll know. But if you don't raise your hand, mm, the holy Mm. in fact, the holy not only will I know, the Holy Spirit already knows. May God forgive you. Better answer correctly. (laughs) May God forgive you. But raise your hand if you've ever asked God for something and then been immediately upset when you've not received it within the week. Everybody's hands are raised? Okay, good. Yeah, it's not. It's painful when things don't come with prime shipping. I wish my life could be prime shipped. I know. Right? I actually just ordered um, like I ordered this scrunchie yesterday How and cute. arrived at my doorstep this Look morning. Look at that! If only, if only God's mercies could be like that. <laughs> not me shading <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all we I'm saying like... is, all I'm saying is, I asked for some things a few years ago. I'm happy to receive them now, but I really wish they'd come in one to two business days. So we've been talking about this concept of the fruit of the spirit. I was like, oh, God, give us, why don't we just have apple instead of fruit of the spirit? What is the fruit of the spirit? And why do we as Christians or non-Christians even care about what they are? So today's reading is just a verse or two verses. It is Galatians 5, 22 through 23, the ESV mm. version. And it goes, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I Guess which ones one. we're going to talk about. Oh, God. Against such things, patience. there is no law. Just guess. I, I know. That's the play a fun little game. Which ones do you think? We're not going to talk about all of them. We don't have that much time. There's only so many episodes left within the year. But we're going to talk about multiples of them. And I feel like if, you, if you've been listening, you've been part of the Abeg family, you the should be able Abeg to know family. at least the, the next one that we're going to cover. But the, yeah, essentially the fruit of the spirit uh, is a biblical term that sums up these nine attributes of a person or a community living in accord with the Holy Spirit, i.e. God in spirit form. Mm-hmm. So, so. Why do we care as Christians? Why is it important that we hold these? It's like, not only do we want to, we say, okay, you can live in community with the Holy Spirit. So it's like, eh, but it's a spirit. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? 
or is a spirit? <laughs> I I didn't know how else. I'm, I'm trying to think of questions that the people would ask us. Oh, that's true. Um, I feel like that's like, hey, but is a spirit now? What are they going to do? And like, who's so, regulating this? Yeah, because if it's just a spirit, then I'm, then you know, if someone was trying to boss up, they'd be like, I can I could go against the spirit. You know, you don't know. Those of some of us Christians would be like, mm, a spirit. I don't know if I want to a be fighting spirit. spirits. But yeah, so we have these things, and we hear that this is what it looks like to just live in community with the Holy Spirit, and. I just kept asking myself, why do I care? Not like, why do I care that I'm living in accordance with the Holy Spirit? I do know that question. Obviously, like, I'm a follower of God. I want to live a life that God can look down and smile on. But when I was looking further into other stories that we know about patients, there were like two obvious ones that like we've always learned about children we've right. always learned about as children first one being abraham and sarah and them trying to conceive and yep. joseph and all the jails that he visited oh god <laughs> we're glad that they were obedient to the lord but also hoping it was never going to be like that for me and trying to look at these previous um people in the bible and how they handled patients and why it was important for them to exercise this particular virtue and what fruit was brought from that and then even a step further how does this apply to me today and what does this teach me about god and like and because you know because the bible is a book about god and because we're trying to emulate god so if i can learn about god then i can learn how to act like him right because the bible is a book about god not about us about Mm -hmm. god not about how you should act no No, it's about how god sees us yes and how we interact with god but it's about it's about god so i mean obviously we're already kind of we've we're like i think over an hour in so i only wanted to focus on like one of these two main stories because i feel like you know we don't need both to hit this point home okay so i thought it would be even more important like the the more obvious of the two was the abraham and sarah story which i just briefly summed up as stop trying to create solutions to problems that god said he's going to handle jesus christ have mercy if that could be printed on it if everyone could have that tattooed on the inside of their wrist like this so that every time they do something stupid they face palm themselves and look at it that would be great that's essentially, if you're wondering what the Abraham and Sarah story is that we're referring to, the that's The TLDR. It. That's the TLDR. Stop trying to create solutions to problems that God said he's going, he's to, going handle. to handle. Like. <laughs> I love and hate that God is so interested in absolutely everything that I do. It's what makes him so great and frustrating sometimes. Very frustrating. Um, so we're going to read a little bit. And then we're going to, you know, have a little recap and um, then dive deeper. So if you have your Bibles. Yes, actually, I would love for you to read. If you have your Bibles open, try opening them to Genesis 17 verses 1 through 6. And then we're just going to attach verse 17 at the end. Okay. So this is from the New Living Translation, for those of us modern Christians out there. Um, 
I mean, the message is, I feel like that's the one a lot of people hear about, but let's go with the New Living Translation because we are what? New life in Christ, okay? <laughs> Abraham. <laughs> so the title of this is Abraham is named, Abram is named Abraham. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations, and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And then verse 17. Then Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. This mool. And he said, That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy that God is speaking to you and you're laughing. You're laughing. Did God crack a joke? So Abraham laughed to himself in disbelief and said, how could I become a father at the age of 100, he thought. And how can Sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old? This mugu, he really said, he, he laughed in the that's face crazy. of God. That's crazy. That That's crazy that people are laughing in God's face. That's crazy to me. I know I've probably done it. I'm a hypocrite out here. But that's crazy that God will tell you something and then you laugh. He wasn't, he wasn't when it was not a joke. I know God's funny because comedians exist. But... But God was not, not cracking the, a that joke. That was not the funny part. That was, that was the not funny the funny part. part. God has said some funny things. Lots of funny But that's not things. one of them. But that's not one of them. The, he was not cracking a joke in that moment. Abraham should not have laughed. Abraham. I was going to say, I was like, if anything's the funny part, it's the fact that he said he's going to change his name and all he did was add a syllable. Yes. He said, ha! 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 I'm changing your name. Maybe that's why he laughed. That's probably, maybe that is why Abraham laughed. Maybe, maybe we misinterpreted why. this whole time. Abraham was just laughing at the fact that God just added him, an extra little hat in ha. his name. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> maybe we've gotten it wrong for, de- for, for centuries, for millennia. Yo. yo. Maybe, it's be- maybe God did that because he knew like how funny this story was going to be later. It's like, I'm just going to add the ha. And then the girls that get it, get, get it. it. And the girls that don't, don't. Actually, I love you. See how you see how God just drops these Easter eggs. He just added the ha. Yo, I'm so weak you that you said this that Easter. Egg? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a biblical because I feel like most people like we know that Abraham's name gets changed to Abraham, but I didn't peek because it's like that it he added the like ha. The- I mean, people, he added the like ha. A, obviously, it's like a, it's a it's a Hebrew thing. Like it's like a it's like an actual word. But I just always yeah. found it funny. Like, as a child, I would used to read that story. I'd be like, did God really just laugh in the I middle never, of his name? Bro, and maybe he laughed because he knew that, or maybe he added the ha because he knew that Abraham would be laughing in his face. So he hmm. wanted to do him times two and be like, oh, so you want to be laughing? In ha! fact, I'll add ha. <laughs> God, if you did that, that's funny. That's pretty funny. That's pretty that's funny. Pretty funny. That's I'm pretty gagging. Funny. I mean, you know. 
You know God. You know you funny. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, the recap of this story, we just read a small piece of it, is that Abram, before he becomes Abraham, Abram makes a covenant with God. He gets his name changed from Abram to Abraham, and then he's essentially prophesied to be the father of many nations. But both of them are old. This is not old. like back in like Enoch's age where people were just living to 400. <laughs> and then you just go from was to wasn't. <laughs> 99, that was pushing it. Yeah. And it was certainly pushing it for having children. Yep. People weren't out here popping it like that. I'm sure that Enoch Maybe himself... they were popping it for their husbands. Sorry, I had to bring it back. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, people aren't out here, you know, bringing babies into the world at 99 for context. This is a strange thing that God has said. This is a strange thing now, but you know, sometimes the Bible will be saying strange things that are normal for Bible times. This yeah. is both strange in now times and, and in, in Bible, Bible times. times. Preach. Both of them are old. Mm-hmm. So God is essentially asking them to wait for something that he's promised, but there's literally no evidence that it's going to come to fruition. Right. That's why it's called faith. <laughs> I can hear my, I can literally hear my um, Sunday school teacher in my ear right now. It's like, that's the definition of faith. Well, <laughs> nobody likes some, nobody likes an Aituno. Nobody likes an Aituno. That's Nobody my response. Miss Cindy, get out. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's God is essentially asking them to exercise faith for something that they can't comprehend and is quite physically impossible for them. And they do and God does of course fulfill his promise, but but in the meantime, Abraham, Abraham is like, okay, I'm a hundred. I believe that God will bring this to fruition, but let me, let me help God. That's where, if you're a non-Christian, that's where all the problems start. Trying to help God. Why does God need your help? Are you God? (laughs) This is why I stand by what I said, what I say in every episode where we talk about the Bible. I say that without the context of Jesus, this Bible is just a bunch of story of people's fucked up family drama. I'm sorry. Because like, okay, what they actually end up doing for non-Christians is Abraham is like, mm, so God said I'm going to have a child. So mm. I'm just going to go sleep with my, my, my wife's servant and then have a child that way. Not the way that God yes. said, which was that I was going to actually have a child with my wife. With your wife. I'm just going to go sleep with the servant. And then he yeah. pops out the child with the servant. And then God comes down and is like, Ishmael. no, no, no. Why do you do that? And then the servant gets mad. And then you have a whole subculture of people who are descendants of that servant, which we'll talk about another day. And that causes a whole other drama. It causes wars, mm-hmm. in fact. Mm-hmm. Why? There's still wars going on in Nigeria <laughs> today. Going. Because, because of things that Abraham, are you happy with yourself? Can you see what you've caused? Mugu. And he laughed in the face of God. Anyway. That's why they added the ha. <laughs> Laughing in the face of God. Can you imagine? Such disrespect. Laugh. Yeah, I know. And now we laugh. But yeah, they essentially. They take the promise into their own hands and a lot of mess spirals just the same way as, well, I mean, in a certain way, he did become a father of multiple nations. 
I mean, yeah, he's not wrong, but not in the way that... Not in the way that God intended. Well, actually, you could still argue that that is the way God intended, but it was not the direction of the promise that he had made. Mm. It still was, because, you know, God is omniscient, not bound by time, not bound by space. Yes. He knew this was going to happen. He probably did. He still had to get mad at him for going going astray. Which is why, you know, conflict. Um, mm. Not me driving, not me dragging the de- descendants of Ishmael into this. <laughs> also, thank you. Um, I'm just going to use this time before we um, go back into the topic as hand. It is Muslim. Oh, Muslim. What? Well, because well, well, Americans say Muslim. 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 Like Muslim cloth. Like that cheese cloth. Yes. It's Muslim. Muslim. It's Muslim. Moo like a cow. <laughs> I mean, there's a, I, they can't they can't pronounce things, so I don't expect. I just to. wanted I wanted to use my platform. It's Muslim. Just to if you're wondering if you're like oh it's Muslim. <laughs> when I look at this story of Abraham and Sarah, I wonder how much agency I actually have, and as an extent of and as an extension of that, how much like ambition which i'm titling like with the context of this episode as like a lack of patience like what is it like how much agency do i really have over these things if god is omniscient and then he's saying this thing is going to happen he's god is going to happen now yes there's i mean depending on which sects of christianity you talk to there's always like the conversation of like how much free will we as humans have right um but bringing it back to Ecclesiastes, our tried mm. and true, that's crazy that that's, the, that's what we've referenced most this year. Yeah. That's telling of what kind of year we've had. But yeah. Just depressed. God, in Ecclesiastes, we're taught to work hard and find joy in your day-to-day. But this is telling us that even in doing that, that there is a distinction between doing well with what you've been given and then seeking out more on top of it from this quote-unquote lack of patience Mm. when it isn't God-approved. So in this instance, it's now like, okay, God has already said you're going to be the father of many nations. You're not sure how, and I'm not necessarily saying that it's easy to just believe God when God has God dreams. You know, we as humans literally can't comprehend it. Right. But when we are experiencing these moments of doubt... There's something different with, okay, God, I've heard what you said. I'm not sure how it's going to happen or that, or even let's say you're even more of like a doubting Thomas. We'll get back to him later. Mm. Um, they're even more of a doubting Thomas. And you're like, I don't even know if this is going to happen. There's a difference between having that disagreement yet moving forward that God is God and he's going to somehow make this happen regardless. Mm-hmm. And then taking actions into your own hands and saying that let's help God God needs our help because if there's one thing that God needs, it's humans. It's, yeah, if he, it's, if he needs us totally. Yeah, because we're so necessary and useful, and we have like like he didn't create us, ever. Yes. and we haven't yes. fucked things up ever in our own history, or you know, like ruined civilizations and wiped out um, whole entire species, and you know, caused genocides within our own race. But yeah, he totally needs us. But then at the same time, it's disheartening to think that 
through too much because then it's like, what's the point of I, uh, me being here if I'm not even useful to God? I think you know, I can't like, remember what it was. If he doesn't was, actually but like the... need me, why am I here? To just enjoy him. That's, in fact, that should be the real soft life incorporated. Hmm. Just We're just here. What is it that the, oh my gosh, we're going to have to, I'm going to hate that I'm going to have to edit this, but there's like a thing where it's like the call of humankind is to enjoy God and be with him for forever. But I want to find the right yeah. phrase for that. Yes, the purpose of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Mm-hmm. That's what we're called to do. Nobody's calling you to do Elon Musk. You're just okay. here to enjoy God and to live with him forever. So it's not, no, God didn't ask you to help him. He didn't ask for your help. He doesn't want to. He just said, come enjoy me and live with me forever. That's it. That's all I'm asking you to do. He's so actually inviting us to the peak soft life. Peak soft life. Peak soft life. Why soft life? We're not trying to work. I'm trying to, to move mm-hmm. jejelly. I don't want to work. Sorry. I can acknowledge in the past that I've not had to be patient a, a lot. And even when I had to be patient, it wasn't for long. Mm. So if the call of like God is to enjoy him forever, and like that is the peak, like actual soft life, then it reorients what it actually looks like, looks like for us to achieve it. Because as Christians, that's being called to essentially like submit to the lordship of jesus of like but like if you follow me you will be able to like enjoy me and live with me forever god is calling us to enjoy he's calling us to enjoy but it's not easy to follow sometimes i mean it's easy to follow but it's not easy to follow through no it's not so like the road to enjoyment is still not easy is it really soft life but when has the road to enjoyment been easy I don't know. I just want it to be. <laughs> Why can't it be? That's the whole. Look, I, don't I get it. Work. I get it. In the words of Mommy Tiwa, Tiwa Savage, if you don't know, okay. who no like enjoyment. If money day for pocket. I didn't realize that's what you were you were citing this whole time. The same way we re- we respect Jay Z's wife, we also respect in this household Mommy Tiwa. You don't just come talk about Tiwa anyhow. Can I do open my mouth to say anything? I'm sorry. Because <laughs> everybody, I feel like now everybody has something to say about you. And I'm like, hmm, some of you girls, Tiwa walked so you can't run. Yeah. So the fact that you're here, just be smirching her name. Very disrespectful. Yeah, I feel like we don't respect Tiwa Savage enough. Respect, you know. Praise be to the most high. And I think when we look at like the, I love the soft life, if you haven't heard about it. Mm. Um, it's just it's the most recent um, cultural content thing. By the time this comes out, it'll be hilariously late, which I, I love. I don't think so. It's not going to be that late. It's not going to be like, people are still going to be claiming soft life at mm-hmm. that point. But we'll be like, oh my gosh, the soft life. And they'll be like, girl, we've been talking about the soft life for how long now? But even then, when we look at this worldly version of the soft life, not the godly version of the soft life, where we get to enjoy God and live with him forever, we I acknowledge that... It comes from the comfort of non-growth, of staying where I am and just receiving things. Mm-hmm. And I don't like being uncomfortable to grow. I like the growth. I like It's cute once it comes, but I don't like the stage where I'm uncomfortable and 
I'm on my way to being growing. And I nobody even, wants to I, be in the awkward teen phase. No, that's essentially what patience is. Patience is the middle school pimply version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I even dislike more voluntarily asking for the trouble. And I feel like a lot of times, like, when we talk about patience and, like, oh, my gosh, like, she's such a patient person or, like, he's very, like, kind, like understanding and very, like, patient, we don't understand, like, what it took to get there. Mm-hmm. And we don't understand that in order to have patience, somebody needs to look for your trouble. You can't be patient if someone's not looking for your trouble. Facts. That, yeah, I mean, no, but, like, yeah. That's true because you're not, it's not like patience is like the default setting. You're only patient because something has caused you to, something would have otherwise caused you to be agitated. Exactly. And instead of choosing to be agitated and to get like lost in the sauce, you chose patience. Mm -hmm. So when I think, when I see that this is, when I understand that this is a virtue, this is something that allows me to, um, create that distinction between right and wrong and i see like how well it helps me to process through things and rely on god and to to take that breath before i go and like execute i am also just as weary but then like as matthew 19 24 tells us again i tell you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle mm. than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Um, Non-Christians, that was God being funny, if you didn't pick it up. That was the humor right there. Yes. If you're waiting for the comedic moment, this is it. That's, that was God's comedic moment. So he's basically saying, you can't be a camel entering a needle. That will happen before a rich man enters. And a lot of this like soft life is about being wealthy enough. And see God saying, you see, this wealth that you're craving for, you can't it's, not gonna be reason. Of... it's not going to be the reason you get in. Nope. And I know, like, right now it's giving, like, very, like, oh, poor little rich girl. She needs to, like, she's finally having to learn to be patient. Like, I've been knowing how to be patient since the old. Damn. Who said that wanted... to you? Who said that to you? <laughs> Which auntie said that to you? Um, fun fact, wasn't an auntie. This eh? was a, like, this was a peer. Oh, God. <clears throat> oh, God. This who would mention this. So I want to get that out of the way. And I want mm-hmm. to acknowledge before we dive into this conversation further that the privilege does exist. I oh, understand, yeah, like, we, as we've said, like, we are soft babes. We have had... Very much so. We have had a lot of, like, I don't even know, assists for us mm-hmm. to dunk if... Rebounds. Because we sports. No, we, sports. We, we have lots of assists. Assists, Yes. We're taking rebounds then, here. Like, the privileged life that our parents have given us, we're not, we don't by any means regret it, not at all, because it helped us to develop a lot of really good skills. I learned, like, that's where I learned that I was intelligent. That's where I learned to stand up for what I believe is right. But at the same time, I also acknowledge that with this incredible privilege that there were gaps in my learning that I'm only starting to realize now that I've left this phase of instant gratification of like, right. oh, I'm doing everything and I'm I'm like getting the yay woos from it. Mm-hmm. Again, it comes back to, like I was saying before, that validation, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's like a little comfort. It's like a little safety blanket. And now we have to figure it out by ourselves. And it's like, hmm, it's very uncomfortable. I know that at the end of this, I'll be grateful. And I do want all the benefits, but it's going to retire. It's going to require time. And there are going to be a lot of moments of difficulty. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be humbled immensely throughout the entire process. Yep. So Christians, as you're there praying for God to make you a patient person, be very careful of that prayer. Because that's essen- you're essentially asking for your trouble to be found. Oh, God. <laughs> my, trouble is not as, my trouble is not at home. Mm-hmm. My trouble is not at home. There's no trouble for you to find here. <laughs> but we know the kind of person that we want to be at the end of those experiences and i want to be somebody who is patient especially because i am in an environment and i am from a background where it is very easy not to be it's very so easy, easy to not be patient oh my lord mm-hmm. So many reasons to not be patient. Don't get me started. No, you've started. Please continue. No, I can't start because, as I said, my my trouble is not at home. I will not be impatient today. They cannot provoke me to anger. <laughs> but when we think about just like being this worldly soft life, I yo imagine if I was Mike Todd being like, "There is a real soft life in Jesus." Oh my God! The soft no. life is living with, is enjoying that, God auntie. and living with Him forever. Don't that be is that the real auntie. Soft life. Don't be that Sunday school auntie. <laughs> Yo, Wear I'm your gear, the t-shirt. Saying there's no soft life without Jesus Christ. Yes, the real soft life it means enjoying God and living with Him forever. That is the real soft life. I feel like I'm doing all of my. <laughs> Hmm. all of my sunday school teachers you are you really are i said you you're sounding like the auntie who shows up in a ghillie and t-shirts god but i think like with there's still no resolution to this because there i have not actually started acting patient this is just me on the road to preparing to be patient but Strengthening my faith in Jesus, I've learned, means just trusting him when there's not an immediate outcome. And for someone like me, like us, when we come from such a privileged lifestyle, you don't get a lot of opportunities to learn to wait on God. Because, I mean, this that's why I'm like, it's both a blessing and a knowledge gap. Where I'm grateful that I never lacked anything that i needed like my parents mm-hmm. were good about not giving us everything we wanted but if i needed a computer for school i got a computer for school within yep. the hour or if my computer broke it was fixed like there was never a case of something i needed not being quickly provided for me and my parents not using every possible resource they had to get that thing and it's one of the reasons why i'm so grateful to them but i'm recognizing now in my growth and as a young adult that the um of the other face of the coin is that i'm not patient i can't wait for things to happen because i'm so used to them being quickly and readily provided at my leisure it's the fast food men it's a fast food mentality right yes where we've gotten used to getting things quickly and efficiently and then when things don't fall don't come in that same schedule 
we're now frustrated because our perception of what is an appropriate time or what when things should show up has now shrunk. Mm-hmm. It's like Amazon Prime shipping. Like anytime Literally I get anything, anything delivered from USPS, UPS, or DHL, and it takes more than two days to arrive, I'm frustrated. Oh yeah, but like, it's the exact same mentality. And it's starting to, and then it's good that we're recognizing this now. If you're someone like us, or if you're just even someone who's having to. Um, begin the stages of instilling this practice sure that's it's truly never too late to look at yourself long and hard and start to make some changes right and recognizing that in doing this if you're a christian or if you're somebody who's looking to follow christ that you can still be obedient and question you can still be obedient and be unsure you can still wrestle with god in this so back to our previous um our main ghetto bible study with the story of Abraham and Sarah, it was not wrong. It was disrespectful, but it was not wrong for Abraham (laughs) to laugh at God. It wasn't. No, no, but here's the thing. He didn't have to laugh. He could have been in disbelief, but he didn't have to laugh. That's the problem. It wasn't what he said. It was how he said it. (laughs) That's true. He could have been in disbelief silently. Yeah. Because think of it this way. If I, if I said to you, hey, Esther, your birthday is coming up. But before your birthday, I'm going to bake you the cake of your dreams and bring it to you in your house tomorrow. And I'm here in New York saying that to you. You could easily be like, that's very nice of you. You don't have to do that. But also, you're very far away. Instead of laughing in my face and saying, there's no way you'll get that cake here tomorrow. That's fucking <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's not the best not it's the not best way that he said, handled, it's how but he there's said grace it. for him too yeah but it's also recognizing that I, as, as I'm learning because my, my how, am I, how am I trying to be a better person is built on this hmm. as I'm learning patience does not require a lack of questioning right. and that I can be patient and frustrated I can be patient and be unsure I can be patient and doubt and God is still faithful through all of it. Like mm-hmm. literally doubting Thomas is the big homie. If you, if your favorite disciple is not Thomas, I don't even know if I want to talk to you. Oh my gosh. Recap of why Thomas, AKA doubting Thomas, put some respects on his name, why is the big like homie. <laughs> why would you say it like that? <laughs> Jesus had died and rose up back again. Very amazing. And um, Jesus had come to visit the other disciples, but Thomas wasn't there. And the other disciples like came to him and they're like, oh my gosh, like Jesus is risen and he's here. And Thomas is like, mm. I just saw him die though. Like I, <laughs> they're like, he just, he literally just died guys. Like, don't, like, don't, what don't are you talking like about? And he's like, if this man is really alive, I need to see it with my own two eyes. And then I need to touch the palms of his hands where they crucified him and like see the sides where they pierced him. Mm -hmm. Like only then and only then will I start believing. But the great part about that was that when Jesus finally did meet Thomas, he did just exactly that. He asked him like, look, you can, if you, if you, if this is what you need to believe right now, then do it. Touch me. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. See that I'm Jesus. But then afterwards, he was then challenged to have faith. 
Yeah. When saying like, okay, now I understand that it it took you, it needed, you needed a little bit more convincing in order to believe that I was back. But now that you've seen that I'm back, I am challenging you in the future that when moments like these arise to have faith and to mm-hmm. be patient, that my word is my word and that my say is the final say. It's, I mean, it's a reminder of the fact that God will meet us where we're at in times of grief and difficulty, right? Like, I think a lot of times people believe, believe they, people believe that in Christianity, you're not allowed to ask those questions or mm. you're not allowed to doubt and you're not allowed to be frustrated when things don't come or get mad at God because you asked him for something and he promised you and it hasn't come yet. I don't think that that's what Christianity is at all. And I think that no. this that the story of Doubting Thomas reminds us that it's okay to have those moments of impatience. Yeah. But the important thing is acknowledging that it's a learning experience, number one. And number two, that the reason why we're impatient can't be because we're frustrated with the timeline. It can't only be that because if we're frustrated with the timeline, we're forgetting that it's not in our control. And that's something that's the main source of discomfort when it comes to like being patient. Right. Yeah. I think the story of Doubting Thomas reminds us that it's okay to be impatient. It's okay to doubt and question as long as we're also willing to when the moment that our impatience is now thrown upon us, the moment where we're actually faced with the thing that we've asked for, that we acknowledge that we were wrong. Mm. and that we learned from it that'll preach that'll preach won't it that's a phrase that i learned from some of one of my (laughs) that'll preach wow i like like that that. yeah jinx is americans that was a good one that was a Mm -hmm. good phrase that's the one good phrase (laughs) you just don't want you don't want them to have anything no they can't have anything they already have everything they can't have everything you have one good phrase in america that's it that'll preach when I think about what it looks f- like for me to exercise patience at this point in my life, I am convicted by the Holy Spirit because before, especially in college, I used to be like, God, please hit me over the head with your clarity. Like I literally would play Damn. this like, God, I need you to smack me in the smack face me upside that, you, the head. that you are you and that you are here and that you've done this thing. And glory be to God. He's met me in those moments. I genuinely believe that. That when I've said, God, I need you to bosa me with your presence, that he has. <laughs> God, I need you to bosa me with your presence. Yes. That's a prayer point you don't hear every day. <laughs> Can you imagine going to church? <laughs> All right. Everybody in church, repeat after me. Father. Father. Bosa me in the- <laughs> Bossa me in the head so I can feel your presence. Somebody, some pastor is praying pray that. I believe it. <laughs> pray on it, pray on it. Five minutes, five minutes. <laughs> oh, God. But I used to pray for God to be so obvious in my life that I couldn't miss him. And I'm glad that he did that. But I think what's made this season super hard is that he's like, I've done it. I've shown you that when you need me to have your back, when it's in a when it's in accordance with like my will and purpose for your life, I'm there. I'm strapped. Mm. I will mm-hmm. fight for you. I will hold you up. But now the timeline is a little bit longer than a couple months. Yeah. 
or a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm ask I've shown you that I can do it. Now I'm stretching how long it's going to take for me to show up. Not just because I like to mess with you. I don't believe that God likes to do that, by the way. No, I don't but, think he likes to do that. But in order for you to strengthen your faith in me, in who I am, and in what I can do. And right now, what's been encouraging me in this time? Because, um, oh God, this is going to also sound so old with like all Uh-oh. of the different shootings that have been happening in like new york and then again with like the elementary school in texas Mm. and just wondering where are you god like what's going on what's going on you claim that you're a just god why are you allowing all of these things to happen why are like people just needlessly letting these children die like why is there and we're we're from we're of a generation that remember that remembers and was in school for Sandy Hook like my drama teacher her kid went to Sandy Hook like she had to drive there to make sure her kid was alive Mm -hmm. or even like Marjorie Stoneman Douglas I have friends who went there and who were there when that shooting took place so it's hard it's it's tough in those moments to be patient and to wait on God and to to for him to do the things that I know that he's done already mm-hmm. but I am learning that the that season in my life where I would be like God hits me over the head and he did <laughs> was to prepare me for the season I'm in currently right I know now. non-Christians yeah. we say seasons you know that's a good that's point just, that's just Christianese but it's a very good point I, I genuinely believe that it's now things are going to take a little bit longer to happen um, I'm going to need for you to believe in me and to trust that I'm going to mm-hmm. bring certain things to fruition, but it's just going to take a little longer than you think. And I've shown you that I can do it, so I need you to believe me when I say that it will happen, but it's not going to happen quickly. <sighs> Why do I have to end on a dark note? I mean, we can. I think we can lift this up when we when, with with the our closing question, right? So. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are you gonna? How are you trying to be a better person today? If there's any way to rescue this episode from the dark place we just ended it in, I don't think I'm gonna be the one to do it. it. Has to be you. I, I'm going to be a better person today, or I'm going to try and be a better person today by finally asking God the dreaded question, or the the dreaded prayer point. Mm. I'm going to ask God for patience. Mm. Even I'm not going to do that. I don't. I've not been doing it for a long time. I know the crazy Christians who be out here praying for patience. For the longest time, I was like, I would never ask God for such a gift. It's not going to be. I'll just remain here. I can be kind. I can be faithful. I can be. I can't even do self-control for you. Hmm. Patience, God, you and me, we're just going to have to reconcile that that one won't happen. But here I am in a season where I am doing a lot of sewing. Sorry. And I'm believing to God that he will bring a lot of these things to fruition and that it's going to take a while. I am going to ask God to be patient, which is nerve wracking because I know that in order to be patient, somebody has to be looking for my trouble. And I'm essentially asking God to let trouble enter Find my life you. Kai. so that I can be patient. What a bold prayer. 
What a bold prayer. But my goal in asking for this prayer point is to not just be a better Christian or a better follower of Christ, but so that, or I guess a better way to say is that this is a skill that I know I'm going to need. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to need it for this podcast where we don't have like, we're not anybody famous or special. Like if this is going to grow, it's going to require like time and patience. Lots and of patience. Just putting in the work, even with our jobs in order for us to ascend and get well and like get to a place that's going to require patience in order to build like fruitful friendships. That's going to require a lot of patience. And I've, I've recognized that these things are important to me and that there's something worth praying for. So resting on that faith that this is something that will make me a better part, a better member of my community, a better um, engineer, a better friend, a better et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to need to exercise patience often. Mm-hmm. And the only way that that happens is when you ask for it for God, meaning I'm inviting people to look for my trouble. But all of you trouble people, hmm. remember that I'm learning. God, have I've not seen. achieved patience. So the trouble that you're looking for, you find it. You find it. You may find it I, in some instances rather than others. That's if this, if you thought this was an open call to find my trouble, find it. My God, please don't. Please, please, please. Please, I want peace. I want problems. Okay, this is the drastic difference. <laughs> but I, I think that I'm finally ready to pray that prayer. And I'm nervous I'm still not 100% about it, but I recognize that it is an important enough prayer point that it's worth inviting the risk and all the trouble that is going to inevitably bring my life. Mm -hmm. What about you? How are you trying to be a better person today? I'm not. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, no. That's today's a valid not the, answer. Today's today's not the day I'm gonna say I'm not. Um, even though I would like it to be. Um, I think. <sighs> I feel like the easy answer is therapy. Um, <laughs> the easy answer is therapy. Yeah. But I mean, I think I I'm gonna try to allow myself to question why I feel so uncomfortable being impatient not necessarily asking for the patience because I don't know if I could do that yet I'm not ready for that yet I'm barely ready for it now but more sitting in it sitting in the discomfort and acknowledging it a little bit more and then talking to my therapist and then trying to be less anxious and then blah 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 but you know it's it's the the baby steps. I have to start somewhere. Yeah. And although I couldn't rescue this episode today, that's okay. We tried. Who is this? I did not why realize must, that why this must topic we always, was going to be so dark. 
it's not even that. Why must we must we always make you smile? That's not the point of this part. The podcast. Jesus was my nice man. We are not nice people. But 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 joy. Eh. Joy but, does not mean joy. joy does not mean you can be joyful in struggle. But 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 I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be in struggle. I'm okay, tense. <laughs> I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we've learned in this episode, look, there are some things that we don't want to do that we have to do. Kai. This episode is really sad today. It's fine. And it's the patience one. Why yes. is the patience one sad? I, it's not going to get any Why better. Why is the patience one sad? It's not going to get any better with the other fruits of the fruit of the spirit that we pick. It's oh really Christ. not. I feel like th- I thought this was genuinely going to be the happiest episode and it's not. But that's okay. Well, I mean, I can't say what I always say at the end. I can't say it's been lovely talking to you. It's been, it it's was been great. It's been lovely talking to you. It's yes. not been lovely talking about this. And no. I think that that's okay. That's okay. Because it's, if the, the goal of our podcast is not to just, like, we're of course here for the jokes, but we're here to be better people. That's what we're trying to do. And that means that we will have to have these hard conversations. We have to, been, I mean, I thought we did a really good job of this, you know, to big up ourselves. Mm. Of really keeping it very, like, focused on us and where we are. Because it's easy to say, you people, you're not impatient. That's what we did with the forgiveness episode. Oh, my God, you. yeah. We were like, you people, don't you forgive. Don't, How yeah, dare you? Meanwhile, we were like, by you, it's false. <laughs> no, because God knows if I said you that he would strike me immediately be like just hear other people <laughs> you you that your glasses was on top of your head and you almost started crying because you couldn't find it stop so i knew my place as i was writing this episode that i said i have to keep everything i exclusive my gosh but it's good that not every episode is you know like there are jokes sprinkled in there we laughed some, there's we, some we, jokes. there was the okay. ha there was the ha abraham ha yeah but with that, thank you for listening to another episode of A Begged Podcast. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find us? You can find us. really like to do the blog. You can find us on Instagram at our handle at abegthepod. That's A-B-E-G-V-P-O-D. Follow us on social media. We're there. And if and while you're at it, if you listen to us on Spotify, give us a five-star rating. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, nice things today because the love of christ means that i have to be patient with you yes but this episode does not mean i have to be patient with you so if you have something unnice to say keep it to yourself unless you want to catch these hands respectfully in the name of christ um with that very god-filled very god-filled and with that thanks for listening to another episode of a beg the podcast bye take care